We're going to talk to you. You are the initiate. You are the cause we be. found out that I was actually getting a two inch by two inch brand with a cover as a man. We no longer under the laws of Moses. The world is getting stuck with violence, and the violence shall take it by force. Coffee. And cults. <sighs> Hi, John. Hi, Sam. Hi, listeners. And welcome to Coffee and Cults, where once a month we drink coffee and talk cults and fringe religious groups from around the world. Please be aware this podcast may contain strong language and um, actually we're on a murder-free episode today and a gore-free episode after the uh, stress of Jonestown. Screw that guy. Hooray! (laughs) (laughs) This is nice. There's a more chilled vibe in our podcasting setup, listeners. Yes, we're both very happy not to be discussing that fuckhead. Sorry, Mum, for the swearing in the first minute. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like when you when you said a minute ago that it may contain swearing. Definitely, fucking will contain swearing. (laughs) We have started 2019 in a sweary way. Hope you all had a lovely festive season. Welcome to uh, the exciting world of 2019 where everything's going to shit. Yeah, but we are still here, listeners, um, and reverting to our usual programming uh, with either Sam or myself taking the lead uh, on telling uh, you, the listener, and the opposite one of us, an exciting (laughs) story um, of a cult or strange um, religious group. Before we get into that, please do uh, check us out on all the social medias, if you like what we're doing. I don't know if listeners might know this. Um, if you go on facebook.com forward slash coffee and cults, um, as well as posting things occasionally that we find are interesting, there's always a big photo album for each episode. So if you're struggling to picture some of the exciting weirdos that we're talking about uh, each month, please do check that out. We, uh, yeah, we Exciting weirdos, my new band. <laughs> <laughs> that, that should be our new tagline for the podcast. Coffee and Cults, Exciting Widows. I like it. Um, Also, thank you all for your iTunes reviews and for your uh, coffee and Patreon subscriptions. Thank you so much. It means so much to us. We had a very excited series of messages back and forth going, oh my God, uh, just before Christmas. So please keep doing that. Um, You can find us uh, on uh, ko-fi.com, Coffee and Cults, and you can give us a one-off donation of the amount of your choosing. It might pay for us for a, a cup of coffee. Although I'm betraying the format again this month. Dun, dun, dun. Um, and drinking uh, lemon, ginger and honey tea. Poor little sickly John. <laughs> um, or if you'd like to support us more regularly, you can do that at patreon.com. Again, coffee and cults. And um, as well as a few little articles and book reviews on there, um, we've also got a few little audio treats uh, going up in, there in the next couple of weeks. So if you'd like even more John and Sam content, God just help you. can't get enough. Please do that. So this week, uh, I have I have been the researcher. John has absolutely no idea what I'm researching. Just that we promised you all a um, couple of murder-free episodes. So here is the first one. We are going to be learning about Chen Tao, also called the True Way, also called God's Salvation Church, oh, also just called name. no John, also called the Chinese Soul Light Research Association also called the Chinese Soul Light Resurgence Association, also called God Saves the Earth Flying Saucer Foundation. I mean, it's got to be that last one, hasn't it? If I'm in that marketing meeting, yes. that just say it again, that was too brilliant. God Saves the Earth Flying Saucer Foundation. I want to, I want to join already. I'm in. <laughs> um, so this is a 
cult or a group, sort of cult, sort of group, that was uh, founded in Taiwan by a man named Hong Ming Chen. To any Chinese listeners, I apologise for my pronunciations, I'm trying my best. Um, when I was looking it up, because it's called The True Way, I was getting all these weird, needy, religious, is my God the true God? What God is true? And I just found that quite funny. I thought, I oh, I mean, it's like, like everything, isn't it? It's one of those cult titles. It's like, well, everyone thinks they're the true way. It's not... Yeah. Yes, but this is the true the way. The true way. Well, thank God you found it. And only at episode, whatever this is. Thirteen? Thirteen, something like that. Question mark. So, uh, Chen means true or right, and Tao is way. I guess like Taoism. Uh, yes, because that is the way, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, great. So, we're, we're Chen Tao. Source for that pronunciation. Yeah, I, drive. I think that's right. It's more of a D than a T. That's the right. Yeah, I think so. So, founded by Hon Ming Chen, who was a sociology professor in Taiwan. He taught social science at the Chai Nan Junior College of Pharmacy. Great. So, he said he was um, an atheist. And then in 1992, uh, Hon Ming Chen received a revelation from God telling him to be religious. Wow. How do you go from atheism to receiving a message from God? Well, by, by oh. purely by the means of... Him coming and yeah, saying, Yeah, getting him a, a direct message from God. Do you think... <laughs> a direct message, like he's found you on Instagram. <laughs> he's uh, slid into your DMs. <laughs> um, wow. I mean, you just don't hear of that very often. Do you, do you think there's just... There are so many atheists now who would only be convinced by a direct appearance by God that he's just taking his... T- he's just working his way through? Maybe. Like, well, he'll get to us yeah. eventually. <laughs> Like in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, have you read them? Where there's the yeah. guy who comes around and visits and just tells everyone they're an arsehole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I really hope it's like that. Yeah, I expect so. Um, so <laughs> How old was he at this point, out of interest? Uh, he was born in 1955, I believe. Oh, wow, so he's quite far into his life. Yeah, like a grown-up. I think so. Question mark. Anyway, sorry. I think he was born in 1955. Great. Um, so after receiving this revelation, he thought, right, well, let's find out about God. So he studied Taoist books, Buddhist books and Christian books and then joined a UFO cult. <laughs> <laughs> also known as a spiritual self-improvement association. Ooh, I mean, red flag with all of those words. Of course. Right there. So so had God, like, did he see God? Did God speak to him? Does he, do we know what that... I will explain later. Oh, okay, we're going to come back yeah, to that. Yeah, okay. we're going to come back to it. Um, I mean, that's just great, isn't it, to read all those books and then go completely... That's like going to a harvester and going, oh, there's a salad bowl, there's a uh, roast chicken yeah. uh, option. Uh, what I would like is a cloud of gas <laughs> <laughs> in a shoebox <laughs> served by a dodo. That's like... I, yeah, okay, yeah. I've, here are the options I've looked at, but actually... I want UFOs. Yes. Um, so it was a mixture of Buddhism and Taoism and technology. So this group that he'd originally joined, uh, which was run by a lady whose name I forgot to write down, and I'm really sorry. Sorry, lady. Uh, sorry, lady, in 1992. Um, and so this group appealed to students, academics, white-collar people, because it was the... The nice stuff about Buddhism, but then also the cool stuff about UFOs. So I yeah, I have to say, again, it sounds quite, you know, I quite like my Buddhism and Taoism stuff. Add a bit of UFO speculation into that. Doesn't sound terrible. 
But but yeah, but in my head now it's just like, oh, it's kind of interesting UFOs if it's like yeah. landscape style. Well, we're not too far off. Okay. Um, so he was in the, part of this group, but then uh, due to high fees and corrupt leadership perceived by Chen, okay. um, he left and started a new group with a man called Tao Hung Ma, um, started a new group called the Soul Light Resurgence Association. Oh, so it's a bit like um, that scene in Life of Brian of the People's Judean Front and the Judean People's I haven't People's seen it Front. for many years. Ah! There's a, As in, I can't there, remember. There's it. a joke that's basically about British leftist groups splitting and all having slightly similar names. And so they go, he goes, oh, are you the People's Front of Judea? And they go, no, we're the Judean People's front oh, what about the free front of Judea's people oh he's over there yeah, it's, yeah. very much like that. that so in this new group they had some of the same ideas so it's the same Buddhism like reincarnation things but then also added some Christian elements because that's really what was missing out of his original cult Christian it's, elements I've missed yeah. that bit of the um, periodic table <laughs> it's <laughs> next to the noble gases <laughs> <laughs> What would it be? Wine, bread, virginity? Uh, no, that's not the Holy Spirit. Oh, I wish I thought that joke through, listeners. Um, <laughs> what kind of Christian elements? Uh, mainly the uh, end of the world and the apocalypse. Oh, the best, the best, most bit. rational bit. I yeah. See. Um, so he he discovered spiritually that he was to deliver messages about the end of the world and the return of Christ. And God said that Chen should be a spiritual leader and a critic of popular religion. So he suddenly takes it on himself to be a spiritual leader and also simultaneously a critic. Bad mouth everybody else. Exactly. Smart. So in 1995, Chen and 25 of his followers moved from Taiwan. They left Taiwan to San Dimas, California. California, once again, doing its California. bit for strange reasons. Uh, yes, exactly. California. California. <laughs> um, the OC would have been greatly improved if there'd been a UFO cult in it. <laughs> oh, definitely. Or, or any level of Californian spiritual woo. That's what I'd like. Um, Netflix, please reboot the OC, but <laughs> with, the with much people. more... Yeah. I probably, yeah, I guess they're still beautiful. I never really liked... We've gone on a tangent, sorry. This is, um, I was never really keen on the OC. I always thought it was a bit... No. Bit Poor boring. man's One Tree Hill. Yeah, One Tree Hill. Oh. Cut that out. Sorry. I <laughs> <laughs> will. Moving to California, they changed the name to God's Salvation Church. And then in March of 97, so they just had a couple of years in uh, California, chilling out. Talking about UFOs. Surfing, getting into trouble with the police and then being adopted by a wealthy family. I'm just going to keep making OC references. Dreaming. That's something you do in California, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> On a winter's day. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, listeners from California. <laughs> We're just excited to be back with you. <laughs> um, so March 97, they moved to Garland, Texas. That's oh, just wow, a, okay. it's, it's quite a small town in Texas. I mean, again, like the geography thing of, you know, if you've got a strange group in yeah. the US, it's going to 
it's going to be in either California or Texas or move between the two of them at some point. Isn't it? Yeah, well, they're the, the big states with lots of empty spaces, I suppose, aren't they? Oh, yeah. I wonder if that's what it is. And big, dense populations in small areas. Yeah, yeah. Um, they chose Garland, Texas. Garland, that's a good name for it. Because Garland sounds like Godland. Garland. God, Garland, Garland, God, Garland. No, it doesn't. Godland. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm you vetoing this whole story right here because that just it just doesn't. No. I mean, in Texas, there probably is somewhere called Godland. Couldn't they have found I that think so, yeah. instead of Garland? Yep. No, Godland. Which sounds like quite a. So, um, at at its at its maximum, I think. The uh, the group living nearby had 160 members, 40 of them children. So they moved to Garland and uh, they buy this property. And I'm showing John the creepy Google Earth picture of this. It's just a house, John. It's nothing special. It's just a house it's on a nice residential though. street. Is it just that one house then? So yep. it's not the two either side. It's got a nice driveway. Yeah. There's a tree. In fact, there are a couple of trees, listeners, a couple of bushes it's very it's very green and lovely yeah you can find it on google earth if you're interested 134 westwood brew drive you can have a little look we'll, um, we'll if you live there soz we'll <laughs> screenshot that and put it on uh, facebook yeah, yeah it's going on we there. urge you not to harass the people that now live there no no please don't don't go there either because that's not fair on whoever lives there now um not that you would why am i telling you that i'm not your mum um so or what if she is oh i am I missed a little bit out in between there. Um, So Hong Ming Chen publishes a few books in in his life. Self-publishes a few books. Great. Lovely. How nice. Uh, 96. (laughs) (laughs) 96, he's published a book called The Practical Evidence and Study of the World of God and Buddha. Okay. Seems legit. Yep. There's a few quotes in and out uh, throughout this. But... uh, I'll come to them when I come to them, I'm afraid. There's some more coming later. Keep listening, listeners. So now I'm going to explain to you the beliefs of Chen Tao slash God's Salvation Church slash the uh, God Saves the Earth Flying Saucer Foundation. Um, (laughs) I just love the name so much. I know. Oh, there's more. There's more coming. I think also because for Christmas, one of the presents I got was, as I always do, a large vat of the sweet flying saucers, which are sherbet inside a little uh, sugar paper sugar paper container that looks like a flying saucer. Mm. So that's what I'm picturing, (laughs) like Holy Communion, but with 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 flying saucers. (laughs) Oh, amazing! So their beliefs are a mixture of Buddhism, Taoism, and ufology. Mainly, so they, so you've got three souls per person. Just <laughs> stay with me here. Hang on, wait. Okay. okay. You've got the main light soul. Great. The temporal conscious soul. Cool. And the physical soul. What? But physical. Mm-hmm. Okay. The main light soul is measured by its spiritual light energy. And now I've got a copy and paste bit because it was just so dense that I'm just going to read it yeah, to yeah. you verbatim. Great. I'm looking forward to it. <clears throat> the three souls of living beings separate at death. A being with a pure main soul light, registering at nine million degrees and above, will unite its spiritual energy with the void and consequently with God. If the main soul light is not pure, 
The other two souls will follow the reincarnated being until the being has atoned for the sins that have accrued through previous lifetimes. This process is described as casual retribution and will continue indefinitely until karma is erased, leaving a pure main soul light. That's from a quote from Chen in 97. Oh, wow. Okay, so I, so I guess like is your physical soul then responsible for all your physical naughtiness and your what was the other one? Uh, uh, the temporal conscious soul. It's like all your yeah yeah bad thinking and things. Then I guess. And then I guess they follow around your main light soul. I mean, so... it's just a design flaw, isn't it? Sorry, God. Um, but what? Just he just, says it's just... okay, Jeff. Stop. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, he's here in the room with his business. That's for me. Um, <laughs> he. Just, just have the one soul, and don't. Yeah. Seems like a bit of a weird system, doesn't it? That you're always going to have these. And and that the two souls are so reliant on the first one, because if your soul, if your main soul light is not at nine million degrees or above, I'm sorry, I don't know any more about it than that. Um, wow, that is, yeah, very strange. Yeah. So there's a new thing about your soul that you didn't know. I wonder what temperature my soul currently is. <laughs> don't know if they do a, a thermometer that goes in that deep. <laughs> oh, mm, soul thermometer. Again, Ooh, good much. Yes. Oh. <laughs> so, they, so it's all about uh, karma, and then there are outside souls, which are bad influences, um, demons in the outside world that are there okay. to, to impede reincarnation and to, uh, like tempt your good yeah. souls into being bad um and there are there are devils which possess you to increase the amount of evil in the world also there are heavenly devil kings or king satans that is a good title isn't it king satan king satan's the front man of that also band that we it... invented earlier <laughs> it's also i'm pretty sure that's a village in devon <laughs> That is a very limited geography joke. <laughs> You're in Devon. I enjoyed that it. That King Staten joke was just for you. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. So it really is like sort of sci-fi obscure Buddhism, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's That should be their tagline. Something slightly more problematic is that Chen thought that 47% of the African and Asian populations were possessed by King Satans. How... Would work. That's a lot of work with your soul thermometer to find that out, isn't it? Yeah, and forty-seven percent of those two continents, like arbitrary. That's so abstract, isn't it? Yeah, unless and one happens to be just justifying your own racism. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. Wow. So, <clears throat> more of their beliefs are that. <laughs> Oh God, it's so good! It's so good. Uh, not the not the racism. Something separate that I'm about to say. Great. Um, so, uh, <laughs> you can't see listeners. This Sam is really. It's like a weird joy struggle to get to this next sentence. I hope you're as excited as I am. So Earth had been through eight hundred eighty-eight million eight hundred thousand tribulations, but I mean. It's just a Tuesday for me. <laughs> oh, hey, that's my tiny violin. Ooh. 
your 888 million tribulations, John. And you're like, I feel that, that one. Bad. I feel that warrants a medium-sized violin. That's like a million a second. How bad is everything? <laughs> January is a gloomy time. Continue. And four great tribulations. And these were nuclear wars that have happened throughout life, throughout Earth's history. They believe that Earth is 4.5 trillion years old. Science says it's 4.5 billion years old. Okay, how in- you so rarely get that, do you? The sort of pushing for it to be much older than science. No. Says. Okay, so so we're talking like ancient nuclear wars then. That yeah. We don't... The first one of which was waged by dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's that Super Mario Brothers film all over again. Um, Well, okay. So dinosaurs waged the first nuclear war. How did they press the button with their little dinosaur? I'm imagining a T-Rex now. And it was the pterodactyl with their long nose. Boop. Um, How bizarre. I was reading a fairly legitimate um, science article the other day that was talking about if there had been a previous advanced civilization that had wiped itself out. Yeah. How, what evidence would we expect there to be? And effectively they were saying there's nothing, although they don't believe that that would be the case, yeah. there's nothing at the moment that would be contrary to that idea because presumably they'd have a different level of advancement than we might recognise and so it yeah. would conceivably be possible. And that's just, yeah, it just strikes me as quite interesting, that idea that... But it's like, I can't remember who, who I was, I was listening to something where it was basically saying that the, the ancient Egyptians had invented everything. Yeah. And so any new invention is like, oh, well, yeah, but the ancient Egyptians had that. So who knows what they were like? They managed to build those big triangles. So. Well, and, and stuff keeps getting um, dated further. Yeah. Know, everything turns out to be slightly older than they think it Yeah, like that old mummy that was discovered. Is. Sorry, this is a side note tangent. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's, I don't know necessarily if I boil of it buy all of it, that that kind of um, Graham Hancock was there an older advanced civilization yeah. that then, you know, cataclysm spread out. But I don't think even he would argue that they had nuclear weapons. No, no, I think that's definitely a, wow. a now thing. Um, <clears throat> so the, the dinosaurs... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> the dinosaurs waged... Do you waged... remember um, Dr. Strangelove? Have you seen that no. film? Or how I, how I loved stop, the bomb. Uh, learned to stop worrying and love the bomb? Yeah. Um, there's... Um, a, Lots of famous scenes that take place in the war room that has this big sort of round table where all the dignitaries and ambassadors are. And I'm just imagining that full of dinosaurs uh, <laughs> now in little suits and yeah. like the dinosaur that's Dr. Strangelove with little sunglasses on in a wheelchair. Just sliding a little slider along a table. To all those good, you can't fight in here, this is the war room stuff, but entirely populated by dinosaurs. I'd pay to watch that. If we've got any animators listening, I would pay good money for that <laughs> animation. Um, so the hmm, the dinosaurs waged their war in what is now modern day Israel. <laughs> great, obviously. And three further great tribulations had happened, also in based in modern day Israel. Um, but hmm. the people that were saved from this nuclear war were in North America. So anyone who was in North America was saved because God came down on a God plane. And saved everyone. I'm in... sorry, God blame. Oh, <laughs> let us not let God that blame. slip by. We're not. <laughs> and saved everyone in North America. Why did God not want to save anybody else? That seems really... Un... Maybe because... there was only limited seating on the God plane. <laughs> he had a 
cabin baggage restrictions. Because I imagine it's like first class. If it's a gold yeah. plane, all the seating has to be like first class, but you can only get so many people in, can't you? Um, <laughs> uh, who's the air hostess as well? <laughs> like, I don't know. It also implies a world that's a bit like Batman, where God's got like the God phone and his God belt yeah. <laughs> and God his belt. God copter and stuff like that for different situations. Um, North America was the pure land of God. Mm. So the group, dressed in white and yellow. Sam, listeners, has just put on a snazzy brown um, fedora hat. It's a cowboy hat, John. Oh, they okay. wore cowboy hats. <laughs> I won't post a picture of this. I turned turned up to John's wearing this earlier. John's taking it a picture is, of me now. Yes, it is a, almost a cowboy hat. It's a very good hat on you, Sam. They wore... They no, wore, keep it on. Oh, they wore luxury belt buckles. So obviously, what? like when you, but when you go, you go to America, you're a tourist, you see all these cool cowboy hats, so you think, yeah, that'd suit me, I'll buy a cowboy hat, or cool belt buckles, look. Oh, like a cowboy style, like a but cow- yep. I was just thinking, I've never done up my belt and gone, oh, this isn't as luxurious <laughs> as I'd like. <laughs> um, and they drove luxury cars. Awesome. God cars. God cars. Godmobiles. And two of the young boys in the group, aged eight and eleven, were, uh, Reincarnations of Jesus and Buddha. Great. That's it. They were just there. You know, just casually. Jesus. That's that's Jesus. I know, when you're eight. Yeah. Bet they loved it. (laughs) Here we go. So I'm going back a little bit to his the first book that he released. Uh just to give you a reminder of the name. The Practical Evidence and Study of the World of God and Buddha. Sounds very scientific. So this was something else that that drew him to really want to stay in North America, is that uh, he said there is a Jesus of the West, and now Jesus lives in Vancouver, Canada. (laughs) He is six feet tall, aged 27 to 30, and looks like Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) (laughs) What the heck? So they released this book, and so the group took it upon themselves to place personal ads in Vancouver newspapers. Do you look like Abraham Lincoln? <laughs> Are you aged 27 to 30 and six feet tall? You could be Jesus! I mean... To this 100 people living in I was going to say, Texas. that's really odd as well, isn't it? If you're in Vancouver and you open the paper and see that advert, you're not going to reply to that group of people, are you? I, who knows? You don't know what they... I might look like Abraham Lincoln. What's the offer? <laughs> they uh <coughs> strangely enough they didn't manage to find him oh got it if you're listening in vancouver and you are oh however old you'd have to be now 50 something and you look like abraham yes. lincoln please get in touch coffee and cults at gmail.com <laughs> if yeah if you are age 47 to 50 look like abraham live in vancouver Six foot. yeah if you're five foot five and you look like abraham lincoln Piss right jog off. on <laughs> So, 1997, uh, he publishes his second book. This one you're really going to like. The difficult. This one you're really going to like. Ready? Called "Gods Descending in Clouds." Open parentheses. Flying saucers. Close parentheses. On Earth to save people. Here is a photograph (laughs) of the cover. I mean, it's not a great cover, um, or that great a title. Wow. Gods descending in clouds, flying saucers on Earth to save people. <laughs> that is the best book title, I think, possibly of all time. 
Oh, I think it's brilliant. What? Uh, show me again a second. I just think every book title could also be improved by having flying saucers in parentheses in the middle of the title. I think so. Uh, I'm trying to think of a book name now and I can't remember any books. And I'm in a library. Um, a tale of two parentheses flying, flying saucers, saucers parentheses cities. cities. <laughs> I don't know if that works really. The unbearable lightness like of flying parentheses flying saucers parentheses being. <laughs> See, I think it works. Very good. So, in this book, this is quite a lot, and you're probably... I hope you're going to laugh, because it's strange. Um, he predicts when the fifth tribulation is going to happen. So, the prediction is, China will initiate a military blockade against Taiwan in January of 1999. Okay. In February of 1999, a, uni a unification of the Koreas will happen, and then the economies of the East Asian countries will fail. Taiwan will starve, and by March, they will all be cannibalising each other. Japan, by March? By March. One month. I think that's a very low expectation of the people of Taiwan. I agree. They, might, they couldn't go 30 days without resorting to cannibalism. No. Japan will militarise and try and expand its borders, and then Armageddon will occur as Asia, Africa and Europe enter a nuclear war. God will tell the leader of the USA... <laughs> bear in mind... On the we're, God phone. We're at 1999, so it's Bill Clinton. Great. So God's going to go and have a chat with Bill Clinton. <laughs> that God has chosen the USA as the headquarters of God's kingdom. Quote... Worthy souls will return to the infinity, but those still attached to the karmic cycle will be prevented from attaining nirvana and will have to wait billions of years until another civilization forms on Earth. In North America. In North America, wow. which is the headquarters of God's kingdom. Imagine being Bill Clinton sat in the Oval Office and that <laughs> God comes to tell you that mess. Like, like when you find out about Batman, you find out about the lizard people, and right, then you get God get, come to visit. Trying to get that past the Republican-controlled House and Senate is just... <laughs> Not going to happen. <laughs> so Chen also prophesies that uh, God will appear on Channel 18 on any television across North America at 12.01am on March the 25th, 1998. Now, if we've learned anything from these groups, the year don't before be that specific. Off, right? yeah. Yeah. Don't be specific about dates because they're going to go wrong. Yeah, yeah. So 12.01am on March the 25th. And when God appeared on the telly, he was going to announce that he will be going to the, the True Way headquarters in Garland, Texas okay. on March the 31st, 98 at 10am. So Chen has prophesied that this is what God will say. Uh-oh. Hmm, I wonder if it happens. Come on, hurry up and tell us. I'm, I'll I'm tell dying you. here to work out. So this gave the group like something to focus on because at the moment they've just been going, oh, God's going to come in his God plane. We're in the right place now. So, basically, they thought that God would float down on his cloud-flying saucer to save the members of the what, True Way. What's happened to his plane? Was it in for service? Uh, it's both. It's a, it's a cloud-flying saucer. We might perceive it to be a flying saucer. Parentheses, flies. flying saucer. <laughs> Parentheses, okay. Um, and now he'd find them because they're in, in North America, yeah. whereas previously they were in Taiwan, so we'd have had no idea how no. to find them. And they're them. in Godland, where, you know... Exactly. It makes sense. I'm still convinced. I don't know why you're casting derision on yourself. So through the, the whole year, they're preparing for 
got to arrive in that little suburb in Garland, Texas. You can see the picture on the Instagram at Coffee and Cults. Wow. Um, and everyone around is kind of going, oh, this is weird. And bear in mind, the Rajneesh Puram thing has already happened, where the group... Uh, oh, wow, okay, of course. Which we will go into it's, uh, the documentary Wild Wild Country on Netflix. I'm sure we'll have a look at it at some point. Oh, watch it, it's amazing. Um, and Jonestown, obviously, is tw- it was 20 years ago. <laughs> so they've learned from all that, and they're kind of keeping an eye on the group there. Uh, December of 1997, this is kind of the worst thing that, that happens, uh, is authorities uh, go and visit the group to return a 16-year-old member to her family. Um, who said that they'd been kidnapped. Um, oh. But they were found to have not been kidnapped. They were there of their own volition, but they were 16, so they had to go home. Okay. But nothing nothing yeah. horrible was found to have happened. Thank goodness. Apart from keeping a 16-year-old away from a family. So, 1997 comes, goes, getting ready for God. Oh, he's going to really like the way I've trimmed this hedge. Um <laughs> <laughs> That is a brilliant example. Thank you. Uh, he's going to enjoy my cowboy hat and fancy belt buckle. Uh, so they think God's going to come 25th of March, come on the telly. Great. If you're a very keen cult fan, you might know that between the 24th and 26th of March 1998, the Heaven's Gate mass suicide happened. Of course. Another Jesus. UFO cult, also in... How America. And around the same, the same few days. Stuff was going to happen at the same time. Yeah. Bizarre. Oh well, I guess is it comet related? Did he know about? No, 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 no. Cloud flying saucer. Yes, you're right. Sorry. Not, not tale of a comet. Yeah. Completely different, but just coincidence in yeah. dates. How bizarre. So obviously that makes everyone very much uh, weird about things. Um. Well, not weird. Sensible about things. Uh, 25th of March, Chen, loads of people, all his followers. Popcorn, I'm imagining. Popcorn, yeah, waiting by the telly. Waiting by the telly. Waiting by the telly. God. Retuning Channel 18. Exactly. Yeah, oh, and I forgot to add in whether you had cable or not, whether you had access to Channel 18, God would still appear. God would connect your cable for that. That was going to be my question. What if you didn't have a Channel 18? Yeah. What if you had one of those old. Growing up, we had a really uh, an old telly in our house that had um, four channels where you had the the really yeah the old slider things to slide to yeah. tune them in. What if you had that? You'd be ruined. It would just go off the edge to eighteen. <laughs> right there, yeah. Uh, so he doesn't appear. Don't. God doesn't appear. Ah, oh man. Uh, but Chen Chen only speaks Chinese, by the way. Everything that he says is um, translated through a man named Richard Liu. L I. Great. Just as a little side note, as he, we might hear from him later, um, we will. I don't know why I said that like it was <laughs> <laughs> like it was suspenseful. Ooh, little, you're Ooh. doing little teasers all the way through this month, Sam. That's great. I love it. But just for you, John. Um, he says that ah, uh, oh, Sozzy's not here. I hope that everyone can still have the true belief in God, in the existence of God. Even though the image doesn't show on the television, I don't have any reason to doubt the existence of the supreme being. God. Oh, I, I still believe in God, even though he didn't do what he I said. Yeah. Well, that's you'd have to see someone on telly to believe they exist, I suppose. No, exactly. And he was a bit worried that people would leave. Yeah. And he didn't really mind, actually. 
they weren't they're not the kind of uh cult that um not yeah, a very isolationist free. one yeah you're free to come and go as you like which is nice that's, interesting. that's a nice release after all the stuff before um and so between these few dates in March, Heaven's Gate happens. They go, ah, shit, that's another UFO cult. And he goes, no, 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 suicide's not for us. It's fine. Uh, we're not going to do that. We don't want to do that. We oh, want to live. Super good. Hooray. March 31st comes. The date when God is going to come to Garland, Texas. 10 a.m. He says God is going to... God, I get nervous enough when people are going to come around and visit. Can you imagine waiting for God? God to knock on the front door. <laughs> and Lucky comes around and... Ooh. No, that was a waiting for God joke. <laughs> a very long one. Anyway. He says that a uh, human God would look quite like Chen. You know. Oh no, it's not going to be Chen with a fake beard. <laughs> with a moustache. Like in Four Lions. When yeah. he... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, he would look looked like Chen... But he will be able to speak all languages, walk through walls and replicate himself as many times as necessary to shake everyone by the hand. And he specifically said that he was not God, but God did look quite a lot quite like a lot him. like it. How yeah. convenient. So earlier on, John, you asked me uh, how Chen communicates with God. I did. I was extremely curious about that. So I'm just showing John my left hand where I normally wear a... <laughs> A diamond uh, engagement ring brag. I've got it turned to the inside, which is also how Chen wore his ring. Okay. And God would communicate through Chen's ring. <laughs> I'm so glad you got to say that sentence out loud. Yes. Um, how? <clears throat> First, God will give the messages to teacher Chen, or God will talk to him, or other vision. God will give signs or give the vision to him within his own soul. The second way is through this instrument. That means the ring which he is holding in his hand. And in this ring, God will deposit his spiritual energy, God's power, in this ring. And this ring also will give the vision to, or give the sign to Teacher Chen, so that he can see what you haven't and what you're to do, according to the sign or according to the vision. It is foreseeable that someday after God's coming to the earth, this ring will become a flying craft in front of people. What? <laughs> and people can see it with their naked eyes. <laughs> wow. So his ring is going to turn I mean... into a flying saucer. <laughs> parentheses, flying saucer, parentheses. Um, imagine being on QVC and having to uh, market that ring. <laughs> So not only is it nice and good and gold and you can wear it on your finger, but God will talk to you through it and uh, then later you'll just turn into a black saucer. I really imagine it though, like when you're a kid and you're playing secret agents and you're just talking to your hand a little bit. But it's, hello? Hello? <laughs> it's just, it's one of those things as well that's so revealing, isn't it? Where he goes, you know, sometimes uh, God will talk to him through his own soul. Okay, so in his head yeah. then, isn't it? It's like yeah. with lots of... Um, alleged psychics and other people like that when they go yeah I had I saw this person and I spoke to them and you saw, you know you go okay wow. god some is it possible that someone had even like a hallucination where there was definitely someone stood there yeah and then there's always like a quiet footnote somewhere where you realise they just mean in, in my head. head yeah so this is coming from um, an interview with Mr. Liu the translator. translator and so the reporter asks Mr. Liu how did how did Mr. Chen get the ring where did the ring come mm. from? T. 
Teacher Chen was instructed to buy this ring. But what matters, what the point is, is that this ring is chosen by God so that God can send his Holy Spirit and send his omnipotent power and deposit the power into the ring. So that if it's worn by ordinary people, okay, it becomes on his body an ordinary ring. <laughs> if he's omnipotent, why does he need this piece of hardware? It makes no sense. No. There's another fun quote as well. Uh, so this group uh, in a Buddhist style didn't eat meat. Because they thought they'd be visited in their dreams by the animals asking what happened in their lives. That, that does happen. So uh, that's just... yeah, the, <laughs> the quote is, if you often eat the buttocks of chicken, you will soon find you have a pain in your ass. <laughs> Why the buttocks of chicken? I know. I, Who eats the I buttocks I don't want of chicken breast. I'd like chicken buttocks, please. You don't get that in KFC, do you? The buttocks box. <laughs> you probably do, to be honest. It does sound like something that like Heston Blumenthal would say, yeah, he doesn't yeah, it. Yeah. This chicken is chicken butt. buttocks. Do chickens even have buttocks? I don't want to know, don't tell me. <laughs> if you're a chicken with buttocks, please email <laughs> us at coffeeandcocks at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, so now also, we're gonna... if you're a chicken, you're probably mildly culpable for a nuclear war billions of years ago. So <laughs> at least one yourselves. of the 888 million tribulations. Oh, I forgot to say, in preparation for God to arrive, they built a spaceship in the back garden of that party. <laughs> How did I forget How to say this? How oh, my like, were in two like a working one? No, no, no. No, John. It was a gazebo. They had a gazebo that they called the Crown of Heaven gazebo. And it had seven crosses around the outside. On the inside of the gazebo <laughs> were two crouched lion statues, some food, crates of Coca-Cola, a table, some crutches, some ornate bowls, three chairs, and a large golden oriental crown. I mean, Jesus has a weird fucking rider, doesn't he? He's going to show up. <laughs> oh, and there's a barbecue uh, still in its crate where the control panel might be. In a, If you're on the Starship Enterprise, there might be a... Control panel, there's just a barbecue. Oh, it's kind of sweet, it isn't is it? Really it's really sweet. Like the weirdest kind of sci fi picnic <laughs> thing. Yeah. It's kind of adorable. But because it was the um the crown of heaven gazebo. Um <laughs> regular retail price. $199. Um they recommend carrying a picture of the gazebo around. If you're suffering from a sort of serious illness or something, a picture of the gazebo. <laughs> In, we had Octavia who breathed yeah, on bits of cloth. bits of cloth. Yeah. That, I mean, that seems fucking logical in comparison. To <laughs> a picture of the gazebo. Can you imagine being rushed into a, an ER somewhere? <laughs> And they go, I'm oh, really sorry, we've um we haven't got any of our usual medical uh, equipment. Sorry, the doctors are all busy. The, the homeopath's He's... gone home, uh the Reiki consultant's got, I don't know, <laughs> a tennis elbow. But but <laughs> um, <laughs> what we have got, we've got the best. And they wheel out on one of those metal hospital trolleys picture of a gazebo. Oh, it's just so good. It's just so good. Um <laughs> Oh, no, I forgot as well. Also, uh, in December of 1997, uh, you know, preparing for God to come, waiting, blah, blah, blah. And uh, suddenly some writing appears in the sky. 
Some numbers <gasps> appear in the sky, in the clouds. The numbers 007, because they're advertising for a new James Bond film. Yeah, a new James Bond film's coming out. So the advertisers have done some skywriting, and all the people in this group go, "It's God, it's God." And they've done. They do this in various other times. Train, plane trails. Yeah, they think that's God. It's just a plane. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? <laughs> yes. It is. Oh, that's... Oh, they are just the cutest cull ever. I know, so they're really adorable. sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm still laughing about the gazebo. I should have brought you a picture of a gazebo. Are there pictures I? that exist of it? I couldn't find any, oh. but I will have another look. <laughs> um... It was found in sort of, I found that information in like a big list of news archives mentioning this group, oh, okay. which are all from around that time. And yeah. <laughs> so 31st of March, we're at the 31st of March. Great. Uh, about 150 people, 100 journalists, mostly from Taiwan, are waiting in this quiet suburb for God to arrive. They were standing around under the trees, so in the shade, it's Texas, I'm sure it's warm. Uh, Waiting. 9.55. Everyone's looking around. Whoa, where's God? 9.57. Or nearly there. 10am comes and goes again. God doesn't arrive. Mate, no. No, I know. Sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. We're all really disappointed. Um, so everyone kind of looks... <laughs> just, I'm just imagining a parallel world where... God uh, episode 13. <laughs> yeah. You, so you go, and then he showed up at 10 and this is and this is listeners we're here to tell you that this happened and uh, <laughs> introducing our special guest for this episode <laughs> and just to let you know listeners we're recording this from inside a gazebo <laughs> oh that would be an amazing way to end this podcast <laughs> <laughs> we're just the voice of god <laughs> just Thank us suddenly going to coffee and turned out this cult was absolutely right and it was all true. <laughs> Maybe one episode will end like that. Who knows? Maybe. I doubt it. So everyone looks around at Chen and goes, Oh, well, God hasn't hasn't come here. What Mate, what do we do? On? And uh, so Chen says, No, you're wrong. God did come. What? You yourself are God. You are human beings as well as God. This is a chance given to us to play the role of God. Now, remember, God said that God would speak to you in all languages. God would replicate himself to shake hands with everyone individually. So now everyone can answer their own questions because they speak their own language and everyone can greet themselves by shaking their right hand with their left hand. Listeners, I wish you could see John's face. He's just looking at me in a slightly outraged way. No, that's actually brilliant. (laughs) That's genius. Yeah. That is so smart. I mean, not smart, it's dumb as shit. But but in terms of a blag to explain the lack of appearance of God, that is tip fucking top. Amazing, right? Yeah. Wow. So... All this hubbub, oh, God's going to come, this guy's going to be right, doesn't happen. So the group gradually start to ebb away, Yeah, people start to move away. In uh, May of 1998, so four months later, three, 
April, May, two months later, <laughs> um, most members move out of Garland, Texas. Oh, that's really sad. Half of them um, have uh, visa issues and so return to Taiwan. The other half, including Chen, moved to uh, Lockport, New York, um, gradually... Lockport? Uh, Does Lockport sound like anything else? Lockport, Lock. Uh, he'd had a vision that showed the numbers six and seven and the uh, area code for Lockport has got six and sevens in it. <laughs> that, that, was, mm, that, tenuous. that was the reason. Um, they continued to wear cowboy hats, as I am continuing to do. I have been since we put it on earlier. It's really um, good. Thank you. And they talk about the danger of this nuclear war happening. They still thought it was going to happen in 1999, the okay. Taiwan thing. 1999 happens, it doesn't happen. Oh, so it's gradually, so sad. This is a fizzler outer. Um, <laughs> fizzler outer. Yeah, they still think God's going to come down in his God plane in 99. God 99, plane. he publishes his uh, last book. <clears throat> the appearing of God and descending of the kingdom of God, dash, saving hum- human beings by means of God's space aircrafts. The guy needs an editor, I'm sorry. That's just not a good title for a book. Um, so in in New York, in Brooklyn, they open a counselling centre. Uh, why, do, why do cults always want to do therapy? It's so weird. I guess because you get someone in a vulnerable state, then you can convince them to what you believe. I guess so, but it's just like compared to like spiritual healing things, to go, oh, you know what we're going to do. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's just weird. Um, so it's a bit... Well, it's a lot, savage. Uh, They offer services promising to heal from AIDS and cancer in Central Park. And now they say that New York is now going to be God's main number one base. Not Garland, not Godland anymore. New York now. Great. Yep. Have this gazebo to help you with your AIDS. Brilliant. Um, I've got the the full list of all the services offered by by this uh, counselling centre, if you'd like to hear. Gazebo hire. (laughs) <laughs> Unfortunately, they had to leave that in Garland. No! They built it there. Oh, oh was it like... Oh, gutty. It, it wasn't just one that you might put up for like a wedding or something. Yeah, that's right, I'm picturing. <laughs> uh, I'll just give you a few. There's uh, 11 points, but Go I'll just it. pick a couple. <clears throat> Exorcising the devil and subduing the demon. Reconstructing the fate. Geomancing. Elevating the status and discussing the... Ca- the casualty in transmigration. I would like to discuss the casualty in transmigration, please. Uh, oh, and they, they do say you can maintain any medication given to you by doctors as well, which is also... Is a, well, that's good. Sort of, yeah. Uh, what else? Think of another good one. Helping the police to locate killers or evidences or to close crime cases. Little tangent there for really, them. Uh, Hard up on your luck, haven't you, as a detective? To... Yeah. <laughs> to go to this group who also help establish the magnetic field of God's super high-tech salvation for your health and care at your houses or offices so that you'll never get the infections of cancer or AIDS. Not sure they understood what infections, cancer or AIDS are. I'm glad they're providing that um, protection at my houses and offices, though, because that's yes. where I most need them. Ah. Teaching the supernatural powers of God's super high technology and developing the super high tech talents in every walk of life. And the last one I'll say is 
to help people learn how lives in the fourth dimensional world create natural disasters such as typhoon, hurricanes, rainstorms, droughts, earthquakes, etc. and man-made calamities producing various illnesses in human body. I would like to learn about that, yeah. Yeah, in the fourth dimensional world. So just... Uh, well, that's, that's this world though, isn't it? Isn't that fourth well, dimension time, technically? Yes. Yes. So I would imagine there are things in this di- in this dimensional world. Time that does cause, cause illness. Things yeah. in this world. Yeah. <laughs> See, they're they're smart. They're not. What? No I mean, on them. that's what I quite liked about researching this group is that they're not wrong. They're also just not right. <laughs> <laughs> not even wrong. No. Um, so while I was researching. <laughs> that was so much more dynamic than the first time. Wasn't it? So while I. No. <laughs> Radio One DJ. So, hey! <laughs> that sounded like the keyboard you get in music. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> DJ. <laughs> that was the best music lesson ever, isn't it? When yeah. you could use those hours and hours and hours. <laughs> Fuck. So, the blues scale. Sorry. <laughs> while, I was, while I was researching, everything I found said that at some point a schism occurred. Um, and... Ages and ages, that's all I could find. And then, suddenly, I found the schism. Dun, dun, dun. And it was in a long list of uh, news archives. March 1999, Chen accuses the number two leader, who is a person uh, named... Number two leader. <laughs> uh, Zhang Ching Hung. Uh, he accuses him of trying to disrupt the group through lies, blackmail and insults. And now this caused everyone to go, nah, I believe uh, Chang Ching Hung, and I believe Chen. So uh, they all wow, split okay. off from each other. Uh, Chen was exiled from the group and went back to Taiwan, and nothing has been heard about him since. Oh, he didn't even get to keep his own group! Nope, nope. Um, the group gradually shrank. Richard Liu stayed in, in the US. Um, and the only reference to uh, that I can find to this group now is on Richard Liu's LinkedIn page. That's where my research oh, took wow, me to okay. Richard Liu's. And he, if you need a, I mean, a that's Chinese the, translator, please hire Richard Liu. That's the most ridiculous thing of all is you using LinkedIn. Isn't yeah. it? All absurd <laughs> positions. Sorry to anybody who uses LinkedIn. Um, so apparently, it's still slightly running through Richard Liu, called the Grand True Way, um, and it's just. Kind of a bit less UFO-y. And that's it. That's wow. the end. That's the ending. Oh, my goodness. But that is just amazing. But also interesting that those groups can... You see that thing that we've talked about in previous ones. Depending on the personality of the person leading it. Yeah. If they don't have that real paranoia streak... No. Nope. Then they sometimes they can just fall apart. And they can be that kind of yeah. safe. And peacefully and casually just peter out... Wow, that was amazing. Thank you so So that is Chen Tao or, oh no, where's my list? <laughs> Chen Tao or God Salvation Church or the Chinese Soul Res- Soul Light Resurgence Association or God Saves the Earth Flying Saucer Foundation. Um, can we use that last one as the episode title, please? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, Sam, that was amazing. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm so it. happy. I'll never look at a gazebo in the same way. <laughs> And I hope you uh, enjoyed this murder-free episode. Yeah, no, 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 
no murder, no abuse, no punishments. I liked it very much. <laughs> what a treat. What a treat. Um, and we dinos- hope you liked dinosaurs, it too. Dinosaurs, starting nuclear wars, it had everything. I know. What a fine sound, that's brilliant. Um, listeners, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a little review on iTunes. Um, we have had a few messages about our sound quality as well. That is definitely something we're working on. We are running on absolutely zero budget. So if you really love us and you hate it, hate the sound quality, send us a couple of dollars if you have it. If you don't have it, don't worry about it and we'll still keep going. But we're working on it. We promise. We're sorry. But we love you. Yay, we love you. Um, so, yes, thank you very much. As always, please do um, send any feedback that you'd like to uh, pass our way. Do check us out on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Our email address is coffeeandcults at gmail.com. Send us some love if you like us. Let other people know about us as well. Yes, please. And we'll see you very soon for another episode in 2019. Woo! Woo! Thank, thank you. you. Love you. Love you. Bye! Bye. We're going to talk to you. You are the initiate. You are the cause we've been. We found out that I was actually a